You're now listening to the Something Good Podcast Network. Please press any key to continue. New chapter this morning in the battle against Ebola. Nickelback are back. The multi-platinum band has just announced a new album and a North American summer. Until you see the flaming butthole, you ain't seen nothing yet. Something good for ya. everybody and welcome to this week's edition of the something good for you podcast where the two of us sift through the bullshit to try to find a little something good to give you each and every single week we're trying to again yeah <laughs> things have been busy but i am one of your two co-hosts alex stiff and sitting beside me is the one and only captain nun what's up y'all and joining us this week from the no time to turn podcast we've got host mad brother ward Kiss nerd extraordinaire. That's right. This is a weird little crossover episode. Uh, I was on the Kiss Cruise, and we've been doing specific things on No Time to Turn, and I just feel like it kind of ups like nah, he'd mess up the flow if we did a whole episode just on this. And plus, it'd be nice to kind of have a loose conversation just on a separate show. And hey, cross promotion. Exactly. If, if you're a Kiss nerd listening to this, definitely check out No Time to Turn on this podcast network. Link will be in the episode description and available, you know, everywhere else you get that shit. Absolutely. It's kind of almost also sort of like a bonus episode of No Time to Turn. Kind of, sort of. It really is. Kind of, sort of. Kind of, sort of. But no, uh, yeah. Th- th- no, yeah, uh-huh, all right. <laughs> Might as well throw them all out there. People! People! All right, people. Now listen. Listen, listen. now. <laughs> I was on the Kiss Cruise. Tim. I did things last week too, but no. <laughs> listen, Linda, listen, Linda, listen. <laughs> but yeah, um, through Tuck Smith and the Restless Hearts, uh, the band I've been going around uh, doing their video and social media with, uh, they got invited back on the Kiss Cruise because uh, Tuck Smith's original band, The Biters, played one of the years, and Doc well, and the crew really got into that. And have you all talked about this on your podcast before? Uh, the cruise at all? No, Tuck Smith. Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Right. Oh yeah, definitely. I don't know how familiar you, you know your. Well, we've kind of uh, been working with Tuck here and there since uh, last fall when uh, started with me recording my stuff over to his okay. studio, and then mm-hmm. uh, the relationship just kind of continued through uh, through Alex with uh, his uh, video at and uh, you know so, graphic design uh, skills and all that too, helping him out with his camp. So exactly, what was your what was your um, job duty on this? Uh, primarily filming and tech, uh, and get the guitar set up, get things tuned, you know, put so the you're pedal like board a up. guitar tech. Yeah, right. definitely. Uh, in right. addition, jack of all trades, master of none. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know anything I, I about can, that. I can tune a guitar and connect chords. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, that was the main purpose being on there. Addition to, uh, filming the sets and just recording the craziness, you know, just for social media posts and compilations and for posterity and for the fact that it happened. So, so you got a free ticket on the Kiss Cruise, yes, essentially. Yes, and, and 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 you know, in essence, got quote unquote paid to do it. Yeah, one hundred percent. And man, I thought I would be sick of Kiss by the time I got off that boat. For some reason, I'm still not sick of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was hearing. I've heard horror stories from uh, folks that have been on the cruise, like say, uh, like Matt Gabson Biters. He's been on podcasts talking about how uh, he got Kiss fatigue from uh, playing the cruise. And, you know, I guess I could kind of see it for, like, a traditional fan, but, like, we're nerds. It's like, I have grown up on this band, and it's like, you're mean to tell me that everywhere I walk, there's a different Kiss tune playing, and, like, everyone on the boat at least has one thing in common? 
Yeah. Like, for some reason, like, I never felt, like, worn well, out by that. I'm sure there's people on that crews that go every single year there are every single one and the, refuse to to miss it so there's from the videos i saw of like say the uh the sail away show where they have those banners and things like that too it, it kind of remind me of reminded me of like say a college football tailgate uh, where like they have their own cr- t- uh, cruise cruise yeah. or you know a cruise that go on the cruises. Yeah, I know so this is like yeah. a kiss nerd cruise, basically. Oh, absolutely. And uh, they even had like because they 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 got little video monitors across the boat, and uh, right next to the elevator, they'd kind of cycle through you know the events for the day, you know where to find stuff, and there was always a list of how many times certain amount of people have been on a cruise. So it's like ten timers, you know, is you know so many people mm-hmm. nine timers, and the biggest numbers were first timers and ten timers. Yeah. Those were the largest numbers at all. Let me ask you this just, you know, from my experience of going to like the Kiss conventions, you know, where they have the fan conventions, they take over a hotel and you go and like maybe a tenth of the audience are what you would call quote unquote cool looking people and the rest are like fat middle aged men that are like I mean I've got I've got this in my you know <laughs> which is me okay I'm not laughing at them I'm laughing with them cause that's you know how much of that is the is the what is the ratio cause there's like you know to, from like what you would call quote unquote cool normal people versus kiss nerds because kiss nerds are not cool normal people i would say and i'm counting myself <laughs> as a kiss nerd as a not cool normal person so i would say there is probably one cool normal person out of 30 fat balding yeah, <laughs> middle-aged say. guys is it mostly men the majority were definitely men yeah, and, and, the, and the, like, primarily the women that were there were the older women there yeah. was not a lot of young women right there there was like maybe 30s and over but like there was no like 20s and teens like no newcomer you know like new generation type things it was either we called them on the farewell tour or we called them in 77 right <laughs> you <Yeah>. know it's <laughs> some of that shit right. <laughs> but no it, it it um it definitely made my video filming a little harder because you want the crowd to look good at the same time yeah. but then when you just got a bunch of flashing lights off the back of people's heads yeah. it's, it's hard yeah. to make it a little cool and glamorous yeah, not every, not everyone can afford a wig <laughs> not everyone can be in kiss no uh but so it's a it's obviously it seems like it's majority of older people probably people of upper middle class socioeconomic income that, blah, blah, blah. and i also caught the vibe that it's a lot of people that like they put this on their credit card and they pay it off for okay. the year okay that's what i was going to ask because it seems like you know kiss's fan base is not exactly what i would call you know that high end whatever you know it's no, like billionaires club by yeah any you know it's like rolling stones fans you know that you know they can they can get away with charging a thousand twelve hundred bucks or whatever for the for the you know upper or the you know yeah, the, 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 the ground seats or whatever because you know there's an audience for them that's mm-hmm. gonna buy those tickets that can afford it and i think those kind of people show up on the kiss tours because you see it you see yeah, like a lot of really well to do people that's what i'm trying to, to, trying to differentiate it's like how many people do you think are like gonna be like uh, i'm gonna be paying for this for the rest of the next two years at least half yeah okay. i would say an even half or uh, looking at this as like this is the thing we do every year right that we save up for this right. every year and this is this is the family vacation or this is our getaway and then when we get home 
home. It's back to the, you know, meat and potatoes, rock it out, and then we're going to live it up again next year. And so you get on and there's a set schedule of you do this, that, and the other thing, right? There's like, which is none of it's mandatory. You're free to come and go as you please, right? Oh, absolutely. But I've, <laughs> I've actually got a story about getting onto the boat. So my dumbass, I show up support with my ID, my COVID card, my vaccination, all the all the stuff that I felt like I needed. And we were getting checked in and the lady goes, and your passport? <laughs> and that all of a sudden dawned on me, oh yeah, dumbass, we technically are leaving the US and we are making stops in like Honduras and, you know, other places that, you know, fuck. Okay, fuck. now see, I would, now there you go, let me interrupt real quick. I would not have guessed they would have gone to any port of call in the that would have not been a U.S. territory that wouldn't require a passport. So I would have assumed you wouldn't need a passport. I was kind of working under that, too. But then I was also found out that I was like the only one aside from one other person I'll mention later that definitely didn't get on the boat. Um, but they were like, OK, well, we can work around this. Can you get a photo of your birth certificate? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I could do that totally. So I call up mom. She gets me a photo of it. I get it sent to them. They're like, okay, we just got to print this off. It'll be like five, ten minutes, and we'll get you right on the boat. I'm like, thank you so much. Forty minutes pass. I am still waiting. And like to the point where the chick that initially helped me is starting to get angry. And she's not at me, but the situation. Right, right. And uh, she's being extremely sweet and helpful. And finally she goes, hold on one minute. Come with me. And she runs me through the fucking thing and around the corner to like these the two like port offices kind of thing. Fist banging on the fucking door. I have been waiting 40 minutes for a print off for this person. You are the only people allowed to print off documentation like this. Ha, da, 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 da. She finally gets in there and it's back and forth. I'm like, holy shit. She finally comes out with my document and she goes, okay, come back with me. And she's telling me the shit on the way. And I just don't know how they were able to figure this out, but apparently people were trying to get on the boat with fake COVID cards and oh, they yeah, figured yeah. out yeah. and they were interrogating them in the room. Right. right. And those were the two offices allowed to print off government documentation like that so it's like it was a big clusterfuck so as i'm finally getting checked in and everything else i turn around and i see this kind of shorter dude a blonde haired girl and this guy in a baseball cap with a fucking raccoon sticking out the back of his neck and i'm like holy shit it's gene shannon and eric they come around the corner and i kind of like look over i'm Look right back over at the counter. I'm like, they're they're not on yet. I'm leaving them the fuck alone. This that, and the other, getting everything checked in. They won't give me a photo taken. I have to turn around to grab my backpack and I look again. And Gene and I make eye contact. So I just do the little bro nod at him. He does it back at me. And as I'm grabbing the last little bits of paper, I'm put my book back on. I turn and I just I kind of beeline past him to not disrupt him. But we wind up making eye contact one more time, and he was like, "Welcome aboard." And like puts his fist out to me. I'm just like fist bump with Gene Simmons. I was the first person (laughs) that fist bumped Gene Simmons on the fucking cruise. (laughs) (laughs) And it's all because my dumbass didn't bring a passport. And then two other dumbasses (laughs) tried to get in with fake COVID cards. You should have flashed him the horns. I wonder what he'd done if you just went. You gotta get there. It'd have been even better if he did hung, stuck out his hand and goes, "I'm Gene Simmons <laughs> from Kiss." Of Kiss. <laughs> of Kiss. <laughs> 
Yes, I know. <laughs> but yeah, that, that was just I my one. I want you to know that we have a special boarding pass for people like this. <laughs> if you need a special KISS passport, <laughs> go to KISSonline.com right now. It only costs $3,500. <laughs> but I will hand deliver it to you right now. No, that, that's $25,000. <laughs> but yeah, so, so that was the one saving grace because it's like. So I'm you also, got a fist bump with Gene Simmons. It, but, and I'm also sitting here like terrified going, am I even going to get on this fucking boat? Because it's like my crew is all on the boat. The, the, right, right. The, and so I'm just like, it's just me. They left me. They, they, Way they, they, the fuck up. Yeah, I'm just like, ah. And then it's like that. Do you even have a passport? I need one. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so so that was like the one saving grace. So I'm like vibrating. I've been so like nervous and intense that I'm not getting on the boat. And then as soon as he goes, welcome aboard. And sticks out his fist. And I was just like. That's all like right, getting your is, passport stamped by yep, Gene Simmons. You're it was. Yeah. It was so. That's all right. You got a fist bump from Gene Simmons. That is. That is. I don't need no stinking passport. <laughs> pretty, pretty cool. And uh, but what I teased earlier, Sebastian Bach was supposed to be on the ship, right. but he was not on the ship. And there's a whole bunch of back and forth. Like the rumor initially was like he didn't have his passport, but the website just said family issues, which I guess I could be a family issue. Either way, but yeah, uh, kind of what you were saying. You were kind of free to come and go as you please. They had it set up to where there was always something going on if you got bored. So whether it be a band was playing either up on like uh, the back pool deck or the upper main pool deck, uh, there were two inside venues, and then when we would dock, uh, there were stages that bands could play on there. And um, Tuck uh, wound up playing a lot of them. He uh, he did one of the outside ones, kind of on the back deck, extremely windy. <clears throat> and then when we docked in a Belize, they had an outside stage there, and that was that was my favorite show to witness. It was extremely hot for them. I would not want to play it but as a fan and as someone just filming the set and enjoying myself it was very fun okay well let me ask you this then you're you're working with this band and everything is scheduled out is it really well organized or was there any like points where you had to go oh what the fuck where do we need to be um for the most part like did they have anybody that was like a liaison or anything so they oh yeah come so and say okay come with us now uh not necessarily so that was kind of on us uh so our crew consisted of the band and then uh their tour manager bina and then i was kind of like their tech and video guy uh so bina was getting a lot of the information of like they need to be here at this time and this time and she was kind of corralling all of us and making sure we okay. went uh but no everyone had to be so sufficient we, we, we just had to be at certain places no one wasn't no one from there six man is the one putting on the cruise no one from six man was like knocking on doors going hey you need to be down here if you just didn't show up you just didn't show up right right because they would just keep rolling they would just keep rolling it's just like do? oh well fuck them we're yeah. gonna do kick you off the boat <laughs> yeah well, no, but yeah i'm just curious like you knew that at certain points you were gonna have to be like okay time to go to work oh yeah uh, they 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 laid out very uh actually uh correction uh we got a day slip every morning like a little green slip kind of saying uh okay today you're gonna be playing on this stage sound check is at this time right that kind of thing about so, like a tour itinerary basically yeah so we got a little itinerary every day now i'm thinking on it but being it was still the one making sure to corral everyone and get them there. And once you once you go to sound check, are you kind of locked into your thing for the night there? So with with the stuff I was doing, so when he's wanting me to film for these sort of things, it's like yes, follow them around, catch them doing things, but at the same time. 
I still need to capture the whole vibe of the ship. So, you know, if I run off and, you know, catch the Bruce Kulick band or, you know, the Paul cooking set, you know, he still wants me to film a little bit of that to kind of put it all together. So I was kind of always on. Stop. Everybody's like, stop. Hold up. Hold up. (laughs) Wait, 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 wait. Stop. We got to rewind a little bit. (laughs) You said Paul's cooking set. Paul's cooking set. (laughs) I know what I'm doing when I lay little bombs like that. Please. Yes. God. <laughs> All you, my people now no, with it. Wait, wait, stop. <laughs> Let the man I have talk. one question. Yes. Did you go? Absolutely. <laughs> and what and what delicious dish did Paul cook up for us tonight? Pasta. Oh, super. <laughs> you, mean, you mean it wasn't a rope roast? <laughs> it wasn't was Paul's delicious leg of lamb. <laughs> So uh, he actually—I've kind of known this for a little bit, but he if mentioned you get a, a star on your tender line. It's been a very good night. <laughs> Fuck! I know exactly <laughs> what you're right? referencing it's too, there. It's just too easy. I'm sorry, but Paul's okay. I know Paul has a passion for cooking. Yes, and I mean, but who the fuck cares? <laughs> Me. <laughs> How many people were at this cooking thing? Uh, I would guess maybe a hundred or two. Like it, mm-hmm. it didn't. Uh, so you, I was showing you videos of the uh, full band playing and uh, kind of that. Um, Wilma, come on, we're gonna go see how we make some pasta. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you saw the um, kind of the theater-sized room that okay. uh, the full band was playing in. Okay. I'd say that room was about half filled. Oh, that's the same room they do everything. Uh, that was where he was having the cooking segment, at least. Weird. Yeah. Did they have like a? So I guess they have like roll around cooking shit that he roll on stage and he mm-hmm. interesting well because you know we we've, you've got like full restaurants and buffets on the you know was he, was ship he anyway a chef hat he was not Aww. he he wasn't he wasn't in like chef get up or you he, he was he looked like paul stanley out of makeup just right. making some pasta did you get to sample any of it no but two people on stage did okay. uh, they pulled up two people beforehand set them up at a table and you know he was kind of like talking to them and explaining you know different stuff and did they vomit <laughs> no but the one the lady was like this is extremely spicy <laughs> oh so made it okay well you got an honest answer then yeah no they weren't kissing his ass of course but- it's spicy <laughs> hey paul you know what you ought to do get the fire house <laughs> you hear that it's too spicy <laughs> why is it spicy <laughs> It, but the thing was, is it had the potential to actually be kind of cool, like the way it was starting out, because he was being really informative. He was like, you know, you're going to get your tomatoes, you know, put them in here, you know, bring them up to a certain point. You know, I use this, yada, yada, yada. And there was also a moderator up there and was like, you know, so if, you know, he's like, this is a small room, you know, voices carry. You know, if you've got a question, just shout it out. You know, we're kind of here for a little Q&A at the same time. How, shout it out. How? loud <laughs> so a few people were trying to ask kiss questions and you could kind of tell paul was like not wanting to answer kiss questions well the audience was smart they read the room and surprisingly you started getting some more cooking questions and the one that really stuck out in my mind was he was talking about some chilies that he was going to put in the uh, tomato sauce and someone yelled out um for sauces, do you prefer a dried chili or a fresh chili? Very reasonable question. Dude just doesn't even respond. Like, he just keeps looking down. And the moderator was like, yeah, yeah, Paul, I think the guy was asking, like, for something like this, uh, do you like dried chilies or, like, you know, fresh chilies? He's just like, hmm? Like, intentionally know. acting ignorant. Like, hmm, what? 
Like that, and, and he's just, and, and he's like, well, well, that that's your answer, folks. And the moderators are trying to like move on, be super cool and professional. But more times than not, Paul would answer like that or give a non-answer, like intentionally, just kind of like an either or, and he'd just be like, mm, yeah. Oh, that's weird. That's, that's yeah, he, he was being we should qualify. We should qualify this a little bit that Alex has a has a kind of thing for cooking himself. Yeah, you. you I remember when you were young that. You were into that. So, oh, I, I still so this am. Has, this has a specialized interest that double folds <laughs> but, over on top of itself. But Alex it's, is like, it's, it's two hosta. things I really like, kiss and food. But it's uh-huh. pasta. What's he hiding? Yeah. Exactly. Well, you know, I mean, it's it's the ancient family recipe. Well, no, and that was the other interesting thing, too, is people were like, what's your favorite recipe? And that's the one he actually answered. He goes, well, I really don't have a favorite recipe, and I don't really feel comfortable sharing my recipes because none of them are my own. Oh, yeah, so yeah. he had, so he fully and that's and it was kind of connecting to if you're going to make a cookbook. Right. So he fully admits that these recipes aren't his like his own, but he just likes cooking. He downloaded okay. them off of uh, off of uh, Napster. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's like you know he he just enjoys it, and it was it was kind of, it was interesting. I felt like it could have been a little cooler than it was though. I don't know. I mean, that just seems like a stretch. It's like, okay, what do we, what else do we want to do? Uh, I could do a cooking show. It, well, the thing was, is he oh, was okay. acting like he didn't want to do it, but like this is clearly a thing Paul no, had the idea for. Idea. Did he do a painting demonstration too? No, but he had his artwork available for sale. Of course he did. That, that was the one area I didn't go in because like that was the one spot that like when you walked in you felt obligated to buy something like you could tell the people yeah, walking they, they around want, were kind of like serious buyers that's like when he does his wentworth gallery tours well even like, if he wasn't in the room if, you, if you're not a buyer you're not allowed to go well like even when he wasn't in the room like the people yeah. selling the shit high pressure you you could smell them just walking yeah. past like if you walk Don't in you want a star child painting yeah big time so i was like eh, i'll, sure, I'll catch it another time it? 22 Oh, twenty-two dollars. Hundred thousand. Add a few hundred. Uh, add a few zeros to that, sir. Thousand yeah. twenty-two thousand. So one of a kind, Paul Staley Starchild original. <laughs> but, but they would have uh, Q and As and stuff like that too, right? Yeah, yeah they had a few Q and As, and I feel like for the casual fan, it was interesting. For us, we really didn't hear anything extra. Uh, they were being very jokey with each other, which was nice. So um, did they do the Q A Q and A all four of them together or yes. individually? Yeah, all four together. Uh, Craig Gass uh, moderated, oh. and um, but yeah, everyone was being really jokey with each other. Paul was really digging in on Gene, like they were making jokes hard on each other about like memory and shit like that because uh, Gene was about to say something about Strutter and Paul goes I wrote Strutter <laughs> and, and, then, and then like that was the ongoing joke like someone would ask Gene a question he's like oh I can't quite remember he's like yeah just like I wrote Strutter <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> and, like, guys, you know I, I don't think those guys really even like each other but I guess it's irrelevant at this point. Yeah, and they're they're still doing it. It's though. like it's probably like the family thing where it's just like I fucking love you, but goddamn it, you drive me crazy. Yeah. But what I found interesting about the uh, the cooking thing, um, I had kind of known this for a minute, and I was just surprised that he mentioned it on stage. But Paul is a vegetarian now. Huh? Yeah, he he actually because I someone actually called that out. He was making the pasta dish, and the only meat product that was in there is he put like a tiny splash of chicken stock. That was it, and. So he's not full vegan. He's not full vegan. and uh, But someone kind of brought that up. They're like, oh, this seems like a good vegetarian dish. And he kind of like looked up and smiled a little, like almost like a knowing smile. And he was like, 
Yeah, 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 it is. And then after he finished the demonstration, he's just kind of talking about things in general. And uh, he goes, "Yeah, someone earlier actually mentioned that this is a good vegetarian option." Um, but tonight, I'm still gonna be eating sushi, <laughs> <laughs> if you know what I mean. <laughs> and he was like, "Yeah, I've actually been vegetarian for a while." Yada yada yada. And you could see on his face a little bit of that apprehension of like, "I kind of want to call these words back. I don't know how people are going to respond." A decent amount of people gave him some applause, and he kind of like, like pulled back he, a little. He felt so, uh, you know, justified. Or whatever. He, he felt yeah. justified, and also like he wasn't going to be attacked for yeah. it. Like he felt Paul's funny. very sensitive. He mm-hmm. just seems like mm-hmm. he's super sensitive and super like. And like, I get that though. But people like that can be tough to deal with. You know? Oh yeah, I mean, I, I'm it's sure like, he is. It's like, I mean, it's I like a combination it. between an overbearing ego. You know, coupled with a very fragile sense of uh, self-esteem. Yeah, I mean, you've it's read, like, how do you? Well, I mean, you he know, talks about that in his book. I was yeah. going to say, you read his book, right? Yeah, it's fucking horrible. It's but, a, it's a complex, and it's like he's like he wants all of this like space cut for him mm. to allow for his eccentricities. Eccentricities. But he won't provide that for other people. It's like, you know, I'm fragile, I'm damaged, I need a lot of love, care, and concern, but fuck Peter Chris. <laughs> right, you can't say this in front of me. You can't say, I have a list of things you can talk about around me. he's one of those guys where he's like, backstage, do not look the star child in his I can confirm this for you. He is not. Good. Uh, Because one of uh, the guys in our crew, Ricky, he got to meet Paul by accident. And it was the coolest story. And I hate that I'm telling his story on the show, but it's it's so good. Love you, Ricky. Um, uh, Ricky Dover, the guitarist for uh, Tuck Smith and the Restless Hearts, uh, he was hanging out with the crew, uh, the Talisman crew. Now, the Talisman crew are the guys that were in Ace Fraley and Gene Simmons' solo band. Right. Um, he was kind of hanging out with that crew. He knew them. They're session musicians from Nashville. And they got the Na- Talisman guys were holding like some flip cup tournament or whatever that was on the 12th floor of the pool deck. So he makes his way into an elevator and there's another guy in there that scans his key card and presses a button and says, what floor are you going to? Well, you have access to 13 floors on the boat. Well, on certain elevators, there's a 14th floor. And the guy scanned the card. Is there, is there a legit 13th floor on the boat? Yes, there is. Okay. And he scans the card. And you clicks, know why I asked that. Yeah, there's a lot of superstitions yeah. on it. Yeah. And um, he scans his card, clicks 14. Ricky, not even thinking about it, about how many levels there are he goes yeah yeah i'm just going there because he's like screw it you know once i get up there i'll just walk down a level and meet him over there he says so as soon as it goes straight all the way up doors open that guy walks out he's about to walk out and he said two bodyguards basically almost like check him like right back into the um elevator and he's like you know he said he had his hands up like whoa whoa i'm sorry guys i'm sorry and right about that time he can kind of see over their shoulder and paul stanley is walking this way and he's like, "Oh, hey, Paul, I, I'm I am so sorry." And it starts kind of like apologizing to him. And he's like, "No, no, no, it's okay. What band are you in?" And he's like, "Oh, I I I play in the Tuck Smith and the Restless Hearts." Yeah, yeah. And he's kind of like starts conversating with him, and the doors are like still trying to shut. <laughs> and he's like opening them still, and then finally he's just like, I, "Oh, oh, look, I know I'm I shouldn't be here. I'm sorry about this." And he's like, "No, no, no, don't go. I'm talking to you." 
<laughs> and he, he said his eyes just widened. The guys like pull him out of the uh, elevator and they kind of chit chat about small different stuff. And then finally he's like, okay, well, I need to go now. I need to do my cooking show or whatever he was about to Why do. Why does everyone do that voice with Paul? Because it's, <laughs> Craig, Gass was, <laughs> Craig Gass was doing it on the boat. We do it. That's just the Paul Stanley. So we don't say it making fun of him. It's just know, but it's, yes, it's we how do. he sounds. Yes, we do. He's picturing his inner New York coming out. I'm talking to you. <laughs> yeah, basically he's like, no, 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 I'm talking to you. <laughs> I, I mean, so, no, so he accidentally ran into him in an area he wasn't even supposed to be in right. and Paul was it's really cool, cool. That's yeah, great. So, I like yeah. that that's good so for as much as he may seem like a diva every so often at least in certain situations yeah, he's I come think, through and yeah. been pretty cool nice. as long as you're not punishing him I guess yeah well what about how long were the uh, tuck sets? About thirty minutes, forty-five sets. Uh, about forty minutes. Sets. Part, part, gotcha. Yeah, uh, th- there was a couple in which it seemed like uh, they were going to be able to go longer, but then uh, actually on the beach they thought they were going to go a little longer, but then there were little moments that weren't very well organized, but it had nothing to do with us. It was more or less the six man crew having to rush and do things that seemed arbitrary and weird because when we docked in Belize. We walked. We had to go down this long ass pier all the way through a thing to get to where the outside stage is. And by that point, we we're already over there. By the time we've docked and everything, they've already got sound stage set up. Well, come to find out, as soon as Tuck finished playing on the island, there was a band that's supposed to play on the boat. Fifteen minutes later, with that same stage setup, not the not the instruments, but like the PA system. Right. Well, that so, wasn't gonna happen. Whoops. So they were kind of like, yeah, yeah, you know, you got. I think you guys get an hour set, you know. And it's like we could kind of read it, and they were like, hey, like, you know, we we've been on the other side of production. If, if you need us to cut like two songs to give you guys a little bit more time, we we can do that. And dude, all of a sudden, we made best friends with everyone on that fucking crew. They were like, you you would do that, and we're like, yeah, we've got you. Oh man, we got that shit off stage so fucking fast, and dude, they were hustling too. Like as we're like taking guitar amps off the stage, they're like disassembling the speakers and everything. Right, right, right. It's like they were hustling, boy. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but no, so that that was the only time there was like it seemed like things got a little chaotic. Was just for the crew of Six Man. It didn't seem like they were as tight as they could have been. But so, but outside of that, there was really no moments. Like I, I kind of made this as a Facebook status. Like a few just random thoughts. I never got seasick. I never had like that queasy kind of like rocking feeling anytime I got off the boat. Like even when we fully got back off after almost a week on water, I still didn't feel it too much. Like I felt him for maybe like an hour, but that was it. But also because we had been already docked for so long before we got off the boat, it didn't even kind of accumulate and do like that. So I don't know. There was just a lot of shit that people were experiencing that I just, I never have, but I will say there's a goddamn conspiracy. No matter how much water you drink on that boat, your piss is still neon green. (laughs) (laughs) You're dehydrated like a motherfucker. Well, the question that everyone's going to want the answer to, of course, is, uh, did you get laid? (sighs) You that, do not kiss and tell, Stop, stop, See, you just already gave it no, all No, you right do not there. kiss and tell uh-huh, on a uh-huh, boat. Uh-huh. <laughs> Come on, I grew up watching The Love Boat, man. <laughs> I know and what happens. Every week, they, see, were, they were rocking and rolling see, on The Love see, Boat. See, you're out in the middle of the, o- the ocean, so there's an there's an implication. <laughs> the implication. That's yes. what they, you know, uh, well, they can't. If if I wonder if... if uh, 
Sonny Bono was still alive if they would have him come on the Kiss Cruise and do the Deacon Dark songs. <laughs> that would be cool. See, I'm the one guy that didn't uh, learn a damn thing about Love Boat growing okay, up. Okay, well, there was, you know, there was actually two TV shows that had, at the height of Kiss Mania, had Kiss type characters on their mm-hmm. show. One was, I think it was Chips. And Donnie Most, who played Ralph Mouth on on Happy Days, yeah. played this character called Moloch or Moloch. I, and, I know what you're talking and about. And he was like this, you know, the the devil worshiping. You know, he had the paint painted face like right. Kiss. On the Love Boat show, it was Deacon Dark, and that was uh, Sonny Bono. Deacon Dark. And, and in a, in a case of uh, of of uh, predictive, what do you call it? Whatever you know. Is, uh, predicting the future in a in a unintentional way. Deacon Dark's character, he he was he you know he had the makeup, the white and black makeup like Kiss, but he mm-hmm. also wore a wig. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and you know he had this song called "Smash It," so it was it was pretty cool. And then of course, but it, it, you know, and, and at his core, he longed to be a respected you know singer. He wanted <laughs> his respect. And at the end, you know, he takes his makeup off and sings this beautiful ballad, and everyone's like, "Oh, he's so wonderful." <laughs> Well, well, speaking of beautiful ballads, um, you know, the the big takeaways, you know, they usually do the sail away show that's acoustic. And uh, the year before they'd gotten like Ace and Bruce up at the same time, you know, to play and all that. Bruce came up, but uh, they weren't doing it acoustically anymore. It was full electric. I wonder why Ace wasn't on this trip. Well, Gee, I wonder why. Hmm. <laughs> well, I mean, are they? Oh, you genuinely don't know? Yeah. I don't. Oh, he he and his girl caused a bunch of shit over the last couple of years. Yeah, but I thought they like squashed all that. No, no. Like not the girl the that he was with, that he 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 broke up with. Yeah, and I still don't think things got fully mended because mm-hmm. of that. I think she caused some major problems, and she's still trying to cause problems in the background. Like mm-hmm. I checked her Facebook page recently, and she's still tagging everyone she, and doing she, new she live videos. Them. She's she very she crazy, crazy. but she's she very but crazy. I, I'm not gonna lie, I'd go there. <laughs> I mean, Ace just continues I would, to. I, I guess. Would go there. I would go there. I'd be like, okay, well, we're just gonna have to continue with some crazy for. I mean, while. Ace just loves crazy. I mean, what are you gonna do? Well, I mean, you know, that's some people just have a taste for crazy. And also, I think it still stems from um, because Doc kind of alluded to this during his little conversation or whatever. Um, Someone asked if there was a chance for, you know, no, he wasn't specific. You know, they knew not to be specific, even the person asking the question. But someone was like, you know, is there an opportunity for former KISS members to show up for the last show for the end of the road? Not on the tour. You're asking about. Yeah, not on the tour, but the final show. Is there a chance for any past members to show up? And he goes, you know, look, we, we've had open communication with the original four members, you know, for a very long time, you know, yada, yada, yada. But, you know, even, even when we do these new things like the documentary, you know, we ask them to be a part of it, you know, and they just, they don't want to do it. So, you know, it's, it's totally up to them, but the door's open. That yeah, kind of thing. The door's open provided it's all it's enough on, money. on the terms yeah. Of, of, yeah. Which, I mean, that makes sense. All, I, both, you know, everybody's right and everybody's wrong in that, you know. Does it make sense? Yeah, it does. It does. Like everyone, I, I can see all points of view, and you know, it's like I can see how that becomes a really 
sticky issue. I love uh, if they pull Vinny Vincent up. <laughs> so you know what? If they pull Vinny Vincent up, that's kind of a miracle, really. You know, and I mean, there's, it, a, there's a sizable portion of their fan base that would be really happy to see that happen. I mean, they yeah. tried to do that a few years ago, or it was uh, Vinny's Gene. just yeah, Gene, Gene tried to, but Vinny's just you know unreliable, notoriously. Well, yeah, I don't you know I don't have firsthand knowledge of that, but as I understand it yeah, through the stories I've been told, he's, yeah. That, yeah, he's a little difficult. Yeah, I don't know. I love hearing uh, one quote that kind of that Paul kind of alludes to him referring to Doc McGee is uh, uh, one time during the tour where uh, the farewell tour or the reunion tour or whatever uh, Doc says I'm not an archaeologist I don't pull people back from the dead I'm here to do business mm-hmm. and if you guys aren't going to keep up uh, referring to Ace of Peter of course then I'm not going to you know go out of my way for you in so well, many that's, words that's something that for if anyone's interested to go into the No Time to Turn podcast we'll be discussing a little bit about the contrast between Bill Coyne as manager versus mm-hmm. Doc McGee. McGee as manager. Yeah. You caught a little bit of his Q&A too, didn't you? Yeah. I mean, it, it was kind of neither here nor there. Uh, the Sail Away show, though, they actually played some pretty cool deep cuts. Uh, they started the set with Going Blind. Oh, wow. And that was fun. I've got that up on my Facebook. I That was that was the last few minutes I had cell signal, so I popped up Facebook Live and filmed that one. And that was really cool because Gene still really has his voice, mm-hmm. you know, and that, and that's always just such a cool song. Yeah, that's one of my favorites. <clears throat> yeah, they well, did we that. We talked about that on our podcast. Mm-hmm. They also did uh, Love Her All I Can. Um, Tommy did Shock Me. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing. Uh, does it seem like they're? It's like all through the '80s when Eric Carr was in the band, they were just blasting and blitzing through these songs and like just playing them really too fast. And now it's like you hear them and they're going back into the deep cuts on on a, on on. You know, they won't do it in their normal concert, which we can discuss if you want. But in this situation, they'll go and they'll dig out these really deep cuts, and they're playing them so like really like they just lumber they're slow and they don't feel like they have the same sense of excitement that that they you know might have had on the records it's like they're not even playing record speed you know like they it seemed like when they got back together in 96 they made a conscious decision to slow down yeah and i think some of that was to acclimate peter into it a little bit easier because he hadn't probably been playing long and then also uh, because they wanted like it closer to the album speed, but they yeah. aren't playing album speed. They're playing slower than that. No, and I and I think Cap kind of just now touched on it during those sail away shows and like the uh, the sound check things that they've now been doing on tour. They're not playing to a click because they're just kind of picking songs. I know for a fact that you know when they do the big setup, every song is played to a click because they have to sync it up with like the pyro and the lights and the you know video behind them yeah, so so they always play with a click regardless just so it syncs up they would you would still think they would have it set to a tempo that's a little more favorable to a live kind of thing i don't know it just seems like every i've saw some video from it and mm-hmm. it just seems like you know it just sort of lumbers along i'm like and it definitely they need does to, they need to you know it doesn't have to be much more no and it seems like that you know eric singer is a much more uh, i don't know adept mm-hmm. that's yeah. not probably the right word well you know, rounded probably he, well i mean he's physically able to perform at a certain level that i don't think that it would be much to ask him hey man no and and i don't think it is but like when it's, it's hard to like translate through the video unless you're like filming the entire set but there were definitely like they overplayed 
uh, like Craig was talking about it, like in a group that I heard just off the side, like on not on stage or anything. But uh, Craig Gas was saying he's like, yeah, they they actually played two songs that weren't on their set list on that Sail Away show. They, they and like you know you could like see the sound guys even kind of like looking at them going like, yo, are y'all are y'all about to wrap this up? Like you're going over your time kind of thing. So <clears throat> I get the feeling that it's so loose and just on the off the cuff that they wouldn't even have like clicks programmed yeah, right. in That's for it. They still think they can speed up. I don't know. It yeah. just felt like, like, you know, in particular, I'm thinking they played Lover All I Can. Yeah. And it's not even the album speed. It's like way slower. Not way slower. slower and even that little jam, so, the bump, 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 ba da 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 where were they put? Well, they put it in different places when they played it live. Where did they put it on that? Do you remember? Uh, at the end of Shock Me. Oh, weird. Yeah. Yeah, They so they kind of like ended Shock Me with like that really big jam. And it just seems kind of weird that it's like, okay, we're going to play Ace's signature song here. So, I yes, it is very weird. Especially the, the in, a, near- in a context where they're doing it and where they're not even wearing the makeup and everything. It's like... Honestly, I think it comes from... There's There's been a shift in the nerdum community where there's especially, and I think this was fully calculated and I talked to cap about this when it was happening years ago. Remember when Gene started pulling ACE up and uh, for those vault events and being like, Hey everyone, mm-hmm. Ace Fraley, Ace Fraley. And then how much ACE was just kind of falling flat on his ass and not playing well, whether it be acoustically or with the full band, he just wasn't in it. And, Everyone for years kept saying, oh, it's that band holding Ace back. It was that band holding Ace back. He just needs a good backing band. Gene even goes, well, here's my backing band, a full, talented musician group. Play your stuff. And even then, he couldn't get it together. I think that was a calculated move by Gene to shut people up saying Ace could still get on the tour. Ace could still play. Okay, fine. I will give him everything he needs to succeed on his level and show you that he still can't do it. Well, he's doing it now, though. Not, I mean, when yes, you, but no. I mean, you when, see how that band backs him up. I mean, there's three guitars on stage. Yeah, but they're you, not playing the leads for him. When you saw him, it was it uh, was it an exception. Was it a uh, you know a good performance on so Ace's I part? I saw him. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, Ace, Ace is Ace. I don't think you're going to get the same thing out of Ace whether there's forty people or forty thousand. I don't think he that's is, the point. And I don't think he has any. You know, he just doesn't regard an audience as anything other than an audience. It doesn't matter, you know. And it's like Ace is just kind of hardwired into a certain kind of mode that he's going to do what he does and it's going to be the same every single time. He, there is no step up phrase for yeah. better or worse. And there's no, but there's really no falling back phrase either. He's just going to be, I see the falling back though. I, well, I think it's just, I don't know. I think age has something to play into it. I think it so. Does. You know, his thing is like, he, and you know, he, he, he'll say straight out here, he's not a singer. Mm hmm. And it's like he'll go up to the microphone and it'll be like if he's playing shock me, yeah, he's like, Your lie is what I need. That's that's microphone Oh yeah, you got what you know. That would that would drive me nuts. He does that a lot and it's like but his set right now, opening for Alice Cooper, is all kiss songs. Yeah. I don't I can't remember if he played very many, if any of his solo stuff off of, uh, outside of his 78 solo album. 
Yeah. I don't recall that he played anything that was, quote, unquote, Fraley's Comet stuff. Right. He played some stuff off of his recent thing, mm-hmm. but they were covers. He did a cover of Mountains Never in My Life that yeah. segues into Good Time, Bad Times. But yeah. Led Zeppelin. I'd have, he cuts the Never in My Life short to play the full Good Times, Bad Times. I would like to heard the whole because it's just a cool riff. I mean, you know, they were doing Emerald by Thin Lizzy for a while. They didn't play it when I saw. Them. Yeah, um, that was on the last uh, covers album. But uh, yeah, it's kind of what bring up back to Alex's point because of what you said about how Ace isn't going to change for anybody, no matter what the audience is. I don't think that you know lends itself to a Kiss performance. Well, also, so to, yes, and then to also bring it back to you seeing Ace recently, and you said he's just playing a bunch of Kiss songs. If Ace is going to get up there and play Detroit Rock City and Love Gun, Kiss should be able to get up there and play Shock Me. So that, well, that's that, kind of I that mean, weird maybe, thing. Maybe, I don't know. It just, it's weird to me that either one are doing either one. You know? I do agree. I, I just think it's like, why, you know, it's like if Tommy Thayer's the guitar player in Kiss, why does Tommy Thayer not have his own songs? And he does. Mm-hmm. And honestly, you know, and it's been years since I've listened to it, but like Tommy's song on. Sonic Boom was the best song on that whole album. Is my can, memory? Yeah, yeah, in my yeah. memory, I can't remember it's which been, one it it's is been, either. How, when did that album come out? More than ten years ago now. Yeah. So that's been how long since I've last heard it. But because I only listened to it once, was like Psh, never leave me listen to that again. But, <laughs> <laughs> of course, we will on no time to turn. Yes. Right. <laughs> and, and we'll discuss it. You know, who knows? My my attitude towards it might change. But you know, it's like you've got these guys. You're you're trying to sell. Oh, we're not we're not trying to fool anybody into thinking it's Peter and Ace. But you're not doing anything to to give them identity outside of Peter and Ace. Mm-hmm. Even even in a situation again where they're not wearing makeup and they're just playing. And to me, that context works better for them as a band now. Anyway. Oh yeah, I totally agree. You know, but and not just for any other reason. This their own age. I don't think the superhero costuming and all that, whatever, blah blah blah. I don't think it works for them now. Even. You know, even if they had Ace and Peter, yeah, I don't think it would work too well for them. But all that aside, it's like you've got these two guys, and yet you 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 you've denied them the opportunity to develop an identity that tells the fans these are you know who they are, right? And granted, I understand they're employees; they're not full members, yeah. right? You know, but as far as a band and your present your your presentation and what you're bringing to the to your fan base and you're going, okay, here we are. We are kiss. And here is the spaceman. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, and he's going to play the spaceman song. Oh yeah. Shock me. That's the spaceman song. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. I might, you know, it's like, and everyone knows it's fucking Tommy there. I don't think anyone's confused anymore. No, but at the same time, it's like, you know, you've had 10 years to put over a song that Tommy wrote and sang, mm-hmm. make it, you know, by now it would be Tommy's song is be like, Oh fuck. He's playing his song. Whatever the fuck it was called. I don't yeah. When remember. lightning strikes or yeah, whatever. whatever. And you've denied him that. Now he's still playing Ace's song. And now we can barely remember the fucking song because Whereas they haven't played like it live. Ace gets, has more of a, you can give him more leeway to play Kiss songs because he was the fucking guitar player in Kiss. And you know what? I'm going to play some Kiss songs because that's what my fans want to hear, blah, blah, blah. Right. You know, Marky Ramone, I got to open for Marky Ramone once and he was explaining how he's like, you know, if I go out and do my own music, Everyone's like, why don't you just play fucking Ramon songs? We don't want to hear your new music. We want to hear the Ramones. Then he goes out and plays the Ramon songs. He's like, oh, 
that's all you can do is play Ramon song. You can't, you know, he's like, I can't fucking win. No, that was a conversation I had privately with him, you know? And it's like, so that's probably where Ace is at. He's kind of like, well, I think that's that's also where Tommy's at too, because Paul talks about, because someone asked, you know, during the Q and a, you know, one more album, you know, to wrap up 50 years as a band, you know, Mm -hmm. just to put a cap on it. And, you know, of course, big cheers from the audience. And Paul went, you know, he's like, we'd be lying if we said we didn't have ideas, you know, if we didn't have riffs, you know, and songs that, you know, we would want to play, but he's like, you know, out of, you know, you beautiful people here, you know, it, no one is going to purchase it. He's like, no one would be interested. He goes, well, you know, we could, we could put out some of the, so our what? favorite material There's and he's like, they're still going to ask us to play love gun. Yeah, of course. So let's wrap that back to the Tommy thing. They gave Tommy two songs. Okay, well, fuck those. We want to hear "Shock Me." Right, you see but, what I but, mean? But, so I don't. Well, I don't want to hear Tommy do "Shock Me" though. I mean, it, it, then it would just become, "Why are you letting Tommy sing a song?" <laughs> you know, it's like I'd rather instead of right. instead of Tommy's song, I'd rather hear another one of the old classic Kiss songs. Just, yeah. But I say that about like you know they play "Tears Are Falling," right? Yeah, I don't. I don't fucking care. And uh, all night during the uh, makeup. Yeah, I'm set. like, man, why are you gonna play that when you could have played? You know. One thing I've noticed with the videos that I've seen online and what you show me is that it's very 80s heavy on this cruise. Yeah. Uh, so we'll, we'll kind of move away from the Sail Away show. Uh, I caught uh, one of the Bruce Kulick shows. I think he played two or three times. I only caught one of them. But yeah, like what Cap's saying, uh, they played a good bit of the 80s material. And and honestly... No, this is Bruce Kulick. Yeah, for the Bruce Kulick set. Okay. Um, Bruce Kulick, not with Kiss, though. Not with Kiss. His Fair. own solo yeah, okay, thing. Uh, and Todd Kearns was on vocals, uh, Slash's drummer, and some other guitarist. I'm not sure of um, and it was it got oddly emotional for me because I never I never really connected or slash cared I know that sounds crass but you know about Eric Carr's death because he was already dead before mm-hmm. I became right, a fan right, right. so that that never really hit and like Bob's death that was like a, oh wow you know yeah. he, he was an important member but like I never was sad about it that was just more or less the oh wow I hope the Kulik family's okay you know that kind of thing for some reason, as soon as uh, Bruce went, these next portion of songs are dedicated to the two people I've loved the most in this music industry, Eric Carr and my brother Bob, and they played a melody of like Paul Stanley solo stuff, mm-hmm. Alive 2 Studio, Little Caesar, and like some other uh, Eric Carr stuff, and then rounded it off with God Gave Rock and Roll to You. It was emotional, man. Like that, that you could tell it was like it meant something. Them doing it. Well, that, yeah, I can see that. Um, you know, when that, when Bruce, I Norbert, think it's cool that he's playing the stuff from Paul's solo album and mm-hmm. whatever. You know, see that's opportunity wasted as far as I'm concerned on these on these t- boat trips or whatever. It's like, why doesn't Paul do a set of the solo stuff? You know, it's like I think it just comes down to his voice. I well, think he, I think I'm, he maxes himself out with those three yeah, shows. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd love to see Bruce go out on the road and play, you know, a club or something like that uh, with uh, this, with the bands he's had on the cruises in the last I couple mean, of the years. The band is tight. You know, I like Todd's vocals and uh, the other guitarist he had kind of did the Gene vocals, and I think they're very good. Not trying to like copy Kiss, but you know, can sing within key these right, songs, right, right. kind of thing. No, I, I thoroughly enjoyed the Bruce set I caught. Uh, Night Ranger was funny because I didn't even know they wrote Sister Christian. <laughs> See, <laughs> and that's it's so like, weird to me that you would say that. that that's funny. Well, and it's like, I don't think any of us really knew, but like, you know, our crew was just walking through the pool deck to get to something else we were about to know? do. Yeah, and they like, were like literally playing that. And like, we all just stopped in our tracks going, Motor 
hit. <laughs> I mean, like, that's the hit. <laughs> well, we, it's not that I didn't know the song. I just didn't know that was the artist that made the song. Who, who were the other big bands on this thing? Uh, Queensryche that I caught like 10 seconds of. And now, went, was it Queensryche or was it with with or it, without the singer guy it was queen's right the queen's right doesn't have jeff tate the singer okay. anymore i was gonna say you know i'm what? passing I, that well, to him i, I, I caught two I'm gonna, seconds just, of it you know and even big, they only big, have two members no now big surprise here this isn't a bomb blast but i fucking hate that goddamn band yeah no shocker i don't fucking care terrible i just don't fucking care terrible what a stupid I, fucking band. As, <laughs> as, as much as i didn't care about black and blue i would have caught black and blue before queen's right queen's right put out a song where they actually in the middle of the song they're, they're singing this song about like it was called empires yeah, and in the middle of it, they start doing like a like a fucking news report. Like, a, and I'm just like, oh Jesus Christ! My brother had the it's operation. All that brainy fucking look at me, we're so smart. Yeah, they did a whole. Fuck you, my man. brother had the operation Minecraft. That. That, that shit fucking was dumber than dog fuck. They have one song that I like. Jet City. Oh Wars. Christ, that song sucks. It gets stuck in my terrible. head every time I hear it, though. What a fucking terrible goddamn song. <laughs> but yeah, Queen's right, uh, Black and Blue. I didn't catch their set, though. Um, and then Sebastian Bach was supposed to play. Oh, that's right. That's right. And then what, whatever reason he couldn't get on the boat, I don't want to spread shit that's not true, but for whatever reason he didn't get on the boat. But in lieu of that, they changed his sets to the Sebastian Rock Super group. Right. So at that point, Lame. what they did was they got all the different bands that were playing outside of Kiss and kind of like got them, got like the front men or the guitarists all in a room and was like, what songs do y'all know? And then they were kind of doing like a cover set and getting like different members of different bands to hop up and do that. So uh, Tuck, uh, for the first night, he did um, the Van Halen song, uh, Ain't Talking About Love. Mm -hmm. uh, he did that with them. And then day two, he did that one. And I Want You to Want Me with uh, the other mm -hmm. uh, guitarist that was on the ship, Nick Perry. Really good guy. And um and then like other bands got up and played, and then like uh, Todd Kearns would get up and sing like an Aussie cover or Led Zeppelin cover or shit this like that. It seems like it's gotten to be very eighty centric for some I reason. I know. Like, it. This is where the you know it's like that's what I was leading like, to. If Sebastian Bach had gotten on the boat, he would have been the second biggest rock star out, outside of Kiss. And it's like, but Kiss doesn't strike me as part of the eighties in a weird way. It's like they even were, though they, they were part of the eighties, but they weren't really part mm -hmm. of the eighties. And, and that's like and that's what just, I was kind of lead with with all this narrative. It's like. Like, you know, outside of that super jam, every other band was exactly what you guys said. Very 80s heavy. Queens, right? Black and blue. Yeah. Sebastian Bach. Yeah, Night Ranger. Night Ranger. At all. I mean, and I, I, I'll confess, I like some Night Ranger songs. I don't own any of their albums or anything like that. But, Brad Gillis you know, is a I'm hell of like, a player. But I mean, I'm just, you know, I'm, but I'm still ambivalent. It wouldn't be enough to, it wouldn't be like, I'd be looking to buy a ticket because, oh, fuck, Night Ranger 2. Oh, take my money. Right. <laughs> it would never happen. I wouldn't, yeah. I probably wouldn't cross the street to go see Night Ranger, but, no. you know, it, it, whatever. I just, it's what? just a weird lineup to me. It's like, it, it's, it's, I don't know. It's like, I don't, I, I, it seems like Kiss could still come up with something. A little more grandiose. They couldn't get grand funk with Bruce Kulick, you know. Well, you know that's 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 an excellent point, though. Why couldn't they? And why haven't has Cheap Trick done any of these? Not to my knowledge, that but know, that would be how perfect. How could you not get Cheap Trick? But I, you know, just stuff like that. It's like, but I'm thinking more from a '70s mindset, you know. Mm -hmm. so or the '80s they, stuff is hot right now. Like, dude, know, actually, you know what? Now a, that I think about it. 
Holy shit, you, y'all, y'all just made me think of something. Each night on the cruise, there was a theme night. Uh, so it was like, you know, there was a, like there was a pajama party night, you know, and this, that, and the other. There was an 80s theme night. Now that I remember, there was a costume like party, like Halloween theme night. Then the next night was 80s. And the night after that was pajama party. So they even had an 80s theme night. For like the cruisers on the boat, for them you, to dress up in eighties gear. Pajama party, and you still didn't get laid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what that's designed for. No, yeah, babe. Because at the end laid. of the night, look, man, you could have you could have pulled something. That may not have been something you'd be proud of. <laughs> that, that was gonna be my <laughs> thing. Look, 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 I mean, everybody's got to take somebody home at the end of the I, night. I right? will use literally the buffets on the cruise as an example. Sure. There's some prime rib. <laughs> there's a couple thighs. There's yeah, a couple breasts. Hey. But you know what? You don't go with the seafood when you're on the cruise. You go with the stuff that you know is safe. And I did some smell tests. <laughs> and there was nothing I was willing to. I, I, I Look, I wasn't trying to. Even though I was on a boat, I wasn't trying to walk away with crabs. <laughs> Slick. Boo. Nah, but it, it it was still a lot of fun. And that but exactly what you guys said, 80s heavy. Both of the shows, uh the full makeup shows, kind of in the size of a theater, they played like uh, all night, tears are falling. Yeah. Um and then they would play stuff off like revenge, but it was take it off. Which had more of like Ugh. an 80s vibe to yeah, it. Yeah, I hate that song. Yeah, I played all the shitty fucking sex songs. <laughs> and, uh, and of course, both sets started with Psycho Circus because that was the theme of the boat. Who the fuck wants to hear Psycho Circus? <laughs> that would seem to be the... Well, because after 10 cruises, you start running out of shit. They already did a Dress to Kill theme one. They did an Alive theme one. They had Creatures of the Night. Yeah, one. They, yeah. Had the, they had the Creatures of the Night costumes on and stuff. But, you they know... I've already done 10 of these? Yes, this Jesus was the 10th Christ. one. Cruise, cru- Kiss Cruise X. You still, I, it, it, here's what's curious though. It's like they go for the kiss nerd thing there. They do a good job of it. You know, let's be honest. I mean, for what it is, they're going for the full on kiss nerd. They're not, you know, but they're, they've, they've created a line between the kiss nerd and their, you know, fair weather fan. Mm-hmm. And come sees them the rest of the time. And they assume that the fair weather fan doesn't know this material. And I had a conversation with my friend Barry about this, and he's like, you know 60% of the people don't know these songs. And I'm like, I kind of think it's probably far less than that. I think it's the other way around. It's probably, I wouldn't even think it's 60-40. I would think it's probably 80-20. Most people know these songs. I think more people have are, you know, are at least familiar with Kiss or, or, you know, or it's like pro wrestling, you know, before it ever got popular, it was like a dirty little secret. You wouldn't admit that you liked it. You know, yeah. no, you watch that shit, you know, it's the same with kiss. It's like, you know, people are like, Oh, I fucking hate kiss. But if you dig them and prod them a lot after a while, they start naming like five or six songs. And it's almost always like, it's not just calling Dr. Love and De- Detroit rock city. And you know, whatever gets played on the radio, they'll pull out stuff and you're, you know, you're like, ah, so oh, that's you song. do have that album, you know, like, well, mm-hmm. you know, I had a life too. Or like yeah. folks my age grew up that would grow up watching VH1 classic. We only had, uh, you know, VH1 classic would only play the eighties videos. Mm-hmm. Like they don't have the, they wouldn't have videos for like any of the seventies material. Well, there unless was, it was live there wasn't or a lot like of that. video for, for the seventies anyway, but uh, you know, people still know that stuff is my point. I will say what's but, interesting too, because of course they always make me to that right before. The, that's why I always knew to pull my phone out. They always make some sort of mention of peep 
Bow, let me tell you something. When you come see us on the end of the road tour, you're gonna hear all the hits, yada yada, but you people are the diehards, so we're gonna dig in deep and play well, some stuff see, for you tonight. That's, but that's my point. It's like if if the Fairweather fans only know like I was made for loving you, rock and roll all night, Detroit Rock City, and Colin Dr. Love. That's four songs. You still got a full set that mm-hmm. you don't have to keep playing the same, you know. You know, I don't need to hear God of Thunder every single fucking tour, I, mm-hmm. or I don't need to hear. Well, see, that even, is one of the few. I don't want. I don't need to hear Tommy Thayer doing Shock Me. Mm-hmm. You know, if you got a, you've got this deep catalog to dig into, and you know, there's people. You know, the majority, the overwhelming majority of your audience wants to hear it, and you're only saving it for an elite amount of people that make this cruise. Oh, because I'm telling you, man. I, I don't have the exact number pulled up anymore, but I remember looking at the cabins. Uh, if I wasn't part of this crew and got a free ticket, there's no way in hell I could have afforded this trip. Right? No way in hell. And I mean, what's the start at? It's over a thousand bucks. Oh, to start? Yes. Oh, see, I thought it'd be like six hundred or something. I'm. 500. I am pretty. Because I think deep. most cruises start about like that, right? Yeah. If, I think if, some goes. I think like you, if you kept if you hop in early enough, you can kind of get like you know the early bird specials that are like five and six. But like as time gets closer, it's about a thousand bucks. I have no desire to go on any cruise ever. I wanted Man, to go on a motorboat I, one for a minute. I had no Negative desire to go interest. on a cruise either until this one. Well, I honestly had a good time. Well, I'm sure. Like, also, I, I, like, I'm, take Kiss out of it. I think I might have a good time, but I'm just the water and this. I don't know. Because, like, so let's there's, take there's, a break there's, from there's, Kiss. Dude, there's people. <laughs> You can there's easily many, get this is you can easily people. get away from them because because like I'm an introvert yeah. and and I love the crew I was with but they are some hype motherfuckers at times you know they are on ten and it's like and I can still get away and have a breath and kind of like be by myself for like fifteen minutes if I needed you know shit like that so you can get away yeah I'm sure and yeah. and again outside of the kiss stuff when we were stopping in Belize and Honduras and stuff like that it was genuinely beautiful it was very much a tourist trap you could tell these were spots owned by cruise lines right. like like when we stopped in belize it felt like carowinds right you know that feeling of walking into oh, carowinds yeah, yeah, yeah. that you got that same feeling going onto the island but if you just look past that and then look at the ocean and the scenery and how beautiful the water was you, it was genuinely nice you get to belize and you walk on in, in, off the boat and you walk down and what do they sell kiss t-shirts right <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so it, it was. So the scenery was really beautiful. The food was not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Oh, I think the food's supposed to be top notch, right? Uh, I'm talking about like even like the trough buffet shit, you know, that kind of stuff. Because well, because yeah, in the artist lounge, you got you know specific food that was nicer. But like for the free buffets, I've always heard just you know it's it's crap. But oh like, really? Mm-hmm, but no, the this the free buffet for everyone to grab, it was genuinely pretty good. Like it was. Honestly, it was about the quality of like a Cracker Barrel or some shit, or like a um, a Golden Corral, like back a few years ago before it really went downhill. You know what? I got a Golden Corral that I even, didn't even know existed and never knew it was missing from my life until I had it. What? Fried, deep fat fried bacon. Ooh. Batter fried bacon. That sounds dangerous. Oh my God. I'm dreaming about it right now. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, on the makeup shows, uh, that might could get me on a cruise. I'd be like, Russ, they got deep fat fried bacon. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, I'll go. Fine. I'll go. <laughs> and, um, 
Probably the one song that they did pull a deep cut from that I was like pretty happy about. Uh, they did Watching You. They hadn't done that in a minute. Yeah. And um, I, y'all can give me so much shit on this. I don't care. They played We Are One. Yeah, we talked about yeah. this. <laughs> and that really made me happy. And I'll explain why. And we'll, of course, talk about this. I'll defend myself better when we get to this episode of No Time to Turn. Uh, I got to listen to that album. Yes, you do. God damn it. Uh, <sighs> God damn it is right. So y'all have already been able to talk about the albums y'all grew up on, like what your first real Kiss records were. Well, when the MTV Unplugged thing was happening, I was very conscious of what Kiss was, and Mom was very excited. I remember her being excited about the reunion tour and yeah, shit but like that. you were that. how old then? Four? Yeah. I mean, I have weird memories of that yeah, kind no, of shit. I, can, I get it. Yeah, I yeah, understand. Yeah. So it's like I remember like Mom all of a sudden being really excited and hyped about this band, and I remember it had to have been the week when she got the CD because I just remember all of a sudden Psycho Circus showing up in the car. That was still another couple years out. It was. But it's like that would be a lot more memorable, I think, because you'd been more like what seven or eight by then. Mm Mm-hmm. So but it's like I'd already had all of that lead up of excitement. And then for some reason, when We Are One came on, I guess just the lyrics of Gene talking about, you know, being young, having magic, you know, this, that, and the other, and, and kind of experiencing that with Kiss all of a sudden, and then the mindset that they should be ending soon, it, it almost kind of gave me that feeling as a kid of, I found this, but too late. But he's singing lyrics about stuff that I'm kind of feeling and understanding already. And then like the We Are One, like when I, I see my face looking back at me, it was like I was already putting on face makeup and shit like that. Mm. It, it honestly connected to me in some weird way when I was younger. And I've always just held like this tiny little torch for that song because it almost kind of has a Beatles vibe to it with some of the vocal harmonies he'll do. And I liked Beatles then too. So like as soon as they kicked it in, I got goosebumps because they have never played it live any of that stuff and that was that was like my one little moment of like yes that's fine this make it worth it this is coming full circle i love it i love it and then like as soon as i got out there everyone in the crew they played we are one what the fuck was that bullshit and i'm just like quiet and like over in the corner going it's so wonderful <laughs> <laughs> fuck you so guys shitty production but fuck you no, guys i like this you know, song <laughs> hey you know but that's something that means something to you and it's it, but that thing is probably something that's very age specific to a it certain is. time it's tied mm-hmm. to a certain memory of a certain time of your life which is what makes any song kind of special in its yeah. own way i mean you know even for me as a fan going back to the 70s as a little kid being the same age 10 years you know what 20 years prior mm-hmm. you know that's still it's like there's still kiss stuff where i'm like do i really like this or do i only like it because i've I've known it my whole life, and I just have grown up with it. You right. Know? And we'll talk about that on the No Time to Turn podcast episode, when especially when it gets to the like solo albums. Mm-hmm. For sure. But yeah, so that honestly, for me, that that was the highlight of show one, is that they played We Are One. The, the second show, it didn't feel like they played as many deep cuts. I will say, though, there was a major Kiss staple song that I don't think they've not played live since they got actually hell before the reunion that they did not play on either of these sets. Love Gun. Love Gun. They did not play Love Gun on either three shows. Interesting. Well, they don't have the fucking uh, Paul Stanley, uh, you know... Uh, fly rig. Fly rig, yeah. That, that still didn't stop them from playing Firehouse. Oh, oh and that's, that's the other funny thing. This is one of the reasons this Kiss show was really enjoyable. Things happened on stage... 
that wouldn't happen a typical show and i'm not talking about she's so european uh, <laughs> but like for instance um during firehouse you know they, they even do the big lead up you know with the bell the pop mm. pop Right, right, right. You know, they do the whole thing and then and they're holding that note. Gene like holds up his fist, you know, it's kind of like kind of being goofy about it. Like, oh, yeah, here it is. Here it is. You know, he'll take like a little swig of water or something, act like he's about to do it or whatever. So it's like and they're kind of like joking and having fun with it. And like, so um, he didn't blow fire. He didn't blow fire. Interesting. Um, which I thought he was going to, but he never did. And then, um, you know, the, and then like at the end of Black Diamond, uh, one of the things they do now is Paul will point to different corners of the stage and bombs will go off. Well, during Black Diamond for this, he would like point to different sections and, and uh, Eric would just hit like the kick drum. And, and Gene is like putting his hands over his face, doing like the wah, <laughs> like that. Like, imagine the fireworks <laughs> kind do, of shit. You can't do pyro in court, close quarters like that on a boat, I yeah. guess. Yeah. And then uh, at the beginning of Black Diamond, you know how they do the big woo right, thing. Right. Usually Paul will stop and go, oh, that just sounds so good. Let's do it again. You know, all that. Right. Well, this time he went, so I want everyone to sing it. And it goes like this. And he did the woo. He's like, and if that's too high, you can go Woo. Like they start kind of like different, giving different Teaching octaves. harmony. Yeah. yeah. And then he turns to Gene and goes, Gene, what are you doing? And then he would do his whoo. He's like, Tommy, what are you doing? Oh, I'm actually going lower. I do a whoo. Like that. And then Eric, what are you doing? <laughs> like that. And they're, and they're like giving each other pointers. It's like, oh, it was a little flat. That was a little flat. <laughs> and it's well, like, and that's the shit you wouldn't get during a regular live show. Let yeah. me ask you this now. Now that you've done it, if you had the means, the money and the means to do it again, would you go do it again? In a heartbeat. Interesting. Honestly, I would. Even Maybe. if, like, I would like to go on a non-kiss cruise. Now, where do they sail out of? Miami, Florida. Because okay. they've already booked next year. You know that, they're right? They're going in L.A. Yeah, it's coming out of the West Coast. Dude, yeah. I've got video proof of this happening. Before they did the Sail Away show, Paul was like, Kiss Cruise 10, how we doing? Well, I just wanted to say, before we even get started, do you guys want to do this again? Well, we're just going to go ahead and say that Kiss Cruise 11 is a go. Everyone's cheering. He's like, and this time we're going to leave out of Los Angeles. The whole crowd went, oh. Like there was an audible shift of like, what? <laughs> now you got to pay for another plane ticket. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Well, whatever. I don't, I mean, you know, but that's, I guess it's good for West Coast people. Or Dude, yeah. it's Miami, Miami, Florida sucks ass. Yeah. Well, that's the first think? time I was in Miami? Yeah. Oh, my God. Fuck that town. Fuck that city. I haven't been there in 30 years. <laughs> fuck that city. I, I, if it's another 30, it's too soon. <laughs> Dude, it would, it, like, all the all the little jokey rumors are true. The city's literally fucking flooding. I, I've got video of us just driving around trying to get to where we need to go. It was not raining. It had not rained previously. And there is like standing water in like the sewage drains and like Weird. flowing out of it Gross. and shit like that. Like it is literally fucking sinking. And we couldn't get anywhere. The, we, we had gotten off the boat. We finally got all our gear. They were late getting the gear. And not we, the people dropping it off or late dropping it off. <clears throat> we get all our shit. Everyone is starving. And we finally find a place to eat that was going to be relatively cheap. Try to get over there. Road closure. Motherfuck. All right, let's go to this place then. Try to get over there. Road closure. 
we could not go anywhere in Miami, like to the point where we were just like, fuck this, let's get out of this goddamn city, and then we'll find something to eat. <laughs> well, you know, it's probably worse somewhere else, like Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah. We're so out of LA. I just had well, Will Smith coming in my head for the Miami thing. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, but the, but overall, you had a good time. And oh, absolutely! And like there was only like a few small moments. Like there was there was one night I felt a little fatigued, and all I wanted to do was just get off the boat for a minute. Like I just wanted to get off the boat. And it's like we were just in the middle of sea. <laughs> You're like, well, if I get off, I'm sure it's going to be a lot of water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's like there, there was only one note. I was uh, One night I was kind of feeling it a little bit. But it's like I just went to bed early. And I woke up the next day and I'm like, all right, let's do this shit again. Like I was already rip roaring and ready. Like if, like if I'd gotten so off the boat that night, I would have been upset. Your cabin, were you by yourself? No. Uh, uh, it was me and the guy I was mentioning earlier, Ricky, the guitarist. Uh, it was me and Ricky sharing a room, and then uh, the bassist and drummer did one, then the uh, singer and tour manager split a room. So we had three cabins, and I, we, it was fine. It was a fine-sized room. It wasn't anything big, but it de- we were we definitely weren't like laying on top of each other. We had a bed on the ground, and then we had like a bed mounted on the wall, kind of like a bunk bed situation. So I grabbed that one and you know, everything else. It was fine, and. I guess I got so used to it. I came home and I think my room is teeny tiny. As soon as I came in my room, I was like, "Oh, there is so much room for activities." Oh my god! Do you got do you got like TV and stuff in there? Kiss TV, Kiss TV on the Kiss Cruise. It's Kiss TV. I am. If I'm lying, I'm dying. One channel. I've heard they, about this. One channel. They were playing the Second Coming on repeat. Another channel. They were playing a whole bunch of uh, Kissology DVDs. Another one is cruise ship information, and one more was like a random news channel you could pick up. That was it. So there's no way to get away from no. Oh wow! Yeah, except for the news. You know, nothing that you've told me so far has sold me on the idea of wanting to do this. I'm not going to lie; this just sounds like the most awful thing that you could hope to endeavor upon. And, and seeing that, but the I thing. guess again, it depends on your mindset. But I'm just—that's like, that what that I just thought going like... into it. I thought I was going to get because again, you walk in and like each floor is playing different kiss music. Yeah. So like you'll be on floor two and you're here in hell or high water. Then you get on fucking level three and it's like lover all I can, you know, in like different areas. And even like the nicer chill areas were playing primarily the slower stuff. You know, the stuff that was like more bumping was playing. That's exactly what I was going to do. (laughs) Exactly. Seriously. There was a fine, like quote unquote fine dining restaurant there. And they were playing like the, unplugged stuff and symphony and wow. shit like that like they were theming it to each area and honestly i did i thought i was going to get sick and tired of it but i guess just those little moments of getting off the boat and then like other bands playing stuff that wasn't kiss and things like that it, yeah, it, it I, eventually never got like, i don't want to see an endless parade of bands I, I've, I've had enough of that yeah in my life but. what what was your favorite uh, band on the cruise outside of tuck and kiss honestly i had a lot of fun with the bruce kulik band i thought they were really tight i thought they played some decent songs outside of like a few of the 80s ones but like they were playing the paul stanley solo material and yeah and they played wouldn't you like to know me which is like one of my favorite paul songs ever so like yeah. that was very enjoyable so yeah that's another one it's like there's an opportunity why does kiss not play anything off of those solo albums that I don't know. You know, even right after the solo records, when they did the Dynasty tour, they only played like one song from each. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, it still was one song from each, and I mean, then it that was immediately cut. Sense. Yeah, 
No, so I kind of kind of thinking back on it. Um, can't really think of like too many other crazy things that happened. Um, one of the things they did have set up that was really cool that it was honestly hard to get photos of because. It was like the lighting on it was so bright for you to see it. Like by the time you tried taking a photo, it was really washed out. But they had a miniature kiss museum set up. Now, a lot of it was bullshit. They only had a handful of things. Like one corner was like some jumpsuits Paul was wearing in the 80s, like the neon pink one and like the white one with the little light reflectors on it and shit like that. Who gives a fuck? Uh, then there was like some um, Rock the Nation guitars, like mm. stuff from like the 90s and 2000s. And then tucked away in the corner, you walk over there, Gene Simmons boots from the Destroyer Tour. Oh, wow. I, wonder so, how, I wonder who those belong to now. Probably them because it's weird that they, they didn't sell at auction. You know, they did the big auction back in like 2000. So they also had a TV in there uh, called the Kiss Army Warehouse. And I would assume someone like Keith LaRue or something like that walked around the warehouse. Dude, they still have so much shit. Well, that auction supposedly was a big bust, but mm -hmm. uh, you know, I don't know. Yeah, but but that was the one really cool thing. And there was there was one other thing that didn't have like a note on it, and it was kind of off to the side. And I didn't have internet to really pull it up to like compare photos. But I think they had one of the robes from Kiss Me's the Phantom, the pool mm, robe. Yeah, yeah, the silver. Mm -hmm, because there was one kind of like balled up in a case, but it didn't have like and like there was nothing behind it. There was no card, and I couldn't tell like if that was something left over from like a previous thing or like if it was that but it kind of looked like it yeah. i don't know but no it was really cool seeing the destroyer boots close up uh, they had some wear so you could tell like it was authentic and like it's crazy looking at some of these costumes up close seeing how much like sweat and like bubble gum and duct tape is like holding this shit together. See, that's what would uh, get me curious as a fan looking at the old costumes. Oh, even the new costumes. Like they had one of Tommy's costumes out there and like even looking at that, Dude, like, I thought it was going to be a little bit more high quality than it is. It's crazy, like, how much the stuff is just kind of, like, falling apart at the seams that they just kind of literally restitched. Like, mm -hmm. you could see stuff, like, blown out and restitched. Yeah. And it's just like, wow, and you, you can't tell on stage. And huh. stuff that looks like hard metal is like foam. Yeah. yeah. And shit like that. It's like, wow. It's, it's crazy seeing that stuff up close. That's fun. But that, that was really the only other, like, big kiss nerdy thing. And, dude, probably, actually, I'll, I'll give you all this. There was one disappointment. There was one major disappointment. Only because of we know what kiss is. The marketing and merchandise geniuses. The merch selection sucked. They're not geniuses. They're I know, I know, I know. But no, seriously, the, the cruise merch sucked. Because I was like, oh, I'll get a t-shirt to commemorate the event or something. All the t-shirts were garbage and like $40. Yeah. They haven't had a cool t-shirt in years. No, and well, they, they actually had signed stuff by Tommy and Eric. Like they had Eric Singer's signed drum heads for $30. And I'm sitting here going, like, if I was more of an Eric fan or a drummer, this is a fucking deal. Yeah. But I, I could I didn't want yeah, to. It's yeah, like, but it's like, like yeah. if there was like a Paul Stanley signed something for like fifty, I'm like, oh, yeah, wait, depends on what know, it is. They, yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Well, wait, now, now Cap is is wearing you can't see it, but Cap is wearing a Kiss Cruise tin 
baseball cap. Yes. Who 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 acquired the cap? So every day uh, on the cruise, you would wake up, or like by the time you would come back into the cabin, they would have a little gift for you on the bed. Mm. And uh, the first day, we got like a print lithograph that I accidentally left with the crew, so I don't have that. Uh, day two, we all got baseball caps, and then day three. You're going to love this one. Day three, and I hadn't even shown Cap this because I just put it up in my room. I forgot to grab it. Kiss Navy robes. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Robes, Russ. Silk robe. And what's on the back? It says Kiss Navy. Kiss embroidered navy. so is it like the kiss army logo but navy instead nah, it just, just says, says kiss, kiss and then navy. navy underneath it well that's kind of cool though, it though. is the thing it fits like a kimono uh, like a kimono it's right. fucking huge it's really thin but it's like silk right. so it's it's, it's kind of hokey but at the same time i'm sitting here going well, I, I got a robe now <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> who buys a robe yeah. no one buys a robe you just get one gifted to you and now i have a kiss robe <laughs> Well, all right. Yeah. So, so, and it was one of those where I was like, I, I'm not really going to use the ball cap. So I was like, here, I didn't forget about you. <laughs> I was just like, bring me back something. Uh, so I'm like, here, you, you get an official Kiss Cruise hat. Yay. <laughs> and no, uh, it, it was honestly a lot of fun. It's like I was there. No, I was kidding. <laughs> it was fun. And I grabbed a whole bunch of video that I'm going to, maybe by the time this episode comes out, maybe not. Uh, I'm kind of have little things stitched together of like my favorite moments that I was able to capture and I'll find a song to put on underneath it. Just kind of show the angles in which we were able to catch things. Nice. Cause you got a ton of videos. You went to work. Yeah. And that was the thing too, is I was just like, you know, if I'm here to do video, it's like, I'm, I'm, how am I not going to not film kiss? You right. know, it's like, well, how many more chances am I going to get to film them this close? You know, so it's like I definitely took advantage of the fact that, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll tell that story, too. I forgot. Night two, uh, when we were uh, the artists are allowed and crew members are allowed to see Kiss, we kind of have to go in the upper balconies. Well, during the second night, they were like, hey, there's not as many people, you know, here. You know, why don't you just go, you know, chill wherever you like? Well, I was kind of making my way down. And right as I was about to make that right turn up into the artist's crew lounge area, I looked down and there was like an entire row of seats empty. And I was kind of turned around, lit behind me. No one's fucking paying attention. And I just Detroit Rock City, that bullshit. I am running straight down that fucking <laughs> aisle. And uh, the guy notices me too. I think he like saw me filming earlier. He was like, "Hey!" I was like, "Hey!" Like then I go, I go working my way in. He kind of pulls me in. I'm like, "Hey, thanks!" And was, so it's like we're just rocking out to the show the whole time. And uh, you know, rock and roll all night hits up again. You know, and they blast the confetti and all that. And this time the balloons come down. And since I'm kind of in the middle of the uh, floor, I'm like, "Oh fuck! It's those balloons! I'm getting me a goddamn balloon!" And sure as shit. One started floating right down toward my head. Again, like Detroit Rock City with the goddamn guitar, uh, the drumstick. My arm just goes straight up, grabs it by the fucking nub, <laughs> pulled that shit down, immediately started deflating it. <laughs> so I've also got a huge kiss balloon up in my room. <laughs> gotta come on with something. Had to. So it's like I had to blow it back up a little bit. So it's a spaceman balloon. Yeah. <laughs> Does it say Spaceman on it? No, it's just the uh, the makeup emblem on one side and then Kiss on the opposite oh, side. That's cool. But it's still one of those really big, you know, fucking balloons you see them drop, you know, during the end of the show. So, of course, you had to do that and grab a handful of confetti and put it in your pocket yeah. and, you know, all the, all the stupid little nerd shit. Yeah, let's go next year. Fuck it. I'm telling you, man, if, if, if it wasn't so expensive, I would just recommend it for more people. I thoroughly enjoyed myself. 
And I don't know if it's just because I can't get sick of Kiss <laughs> or what it is, but I don't know. I, I personally just had a great time. It would have to depend on the lineup <laughs> yeah. of outside acts. Tuck's a pretty solid one, though. Oh, yeah. No, and, and especially riding around with that crew. It's like, phew, you're, y'all, y'all, there'll be a video of that one sooner than the Kiss one. And, yeah, th- those those guys know how to have fun. So. Yeah. They need to get on the podcast. I, I've, I've got some stuff working. I got some stuff working. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> well, can you guys think of anything else that maybe I didn't really cover that? Because they, they did a few other things. Like Paul had his little uh, cooking thing. Oh, they also did a Kiss Family Feud. The fuck? Yeah. So they did Family Feud where it was Kiss versus four other crew members. And you could tell that like the only person that has ever watched uh, Family Feud was Gene. <laughs> Gene was the only one honestly playing along. Um, Tommy barely answered anything. Um, Eric had a couple answers. Gene was really giving it its all and kind of playing it up. Paul, I don't know what he was doing. <laughs> Paul's just like, why am I fucking here? Like, like, it seemed like he was drunk almost. Like it didn't seem like he was there, like thinking about it almost. Because like, because uh, there was one thing, like um, one of the questions was, uh, "All right, top six answers are on the board. Uh, what would you expect to see out on the pool deck during Kiss Cruise Ten?" And Eric buzzed in, and he's like, uh, "Women." You know, he's like, show me girls, you know, like, ding, you know, that's up there, you right, know, right. and then it would get back over to Paul and he's like, oh, uh, um, girls God like damn that. It, Paul. And, and they're like, and, and Eric's like, no, no, I already said that one. I already said that one. He's like, oh, oh, uh, and it's like, you could see he was like blue screening, like uh, he, nothing was coming to his mind. And it's oh, just like, wonder, that makes me wonder. I wonder if like, you know, he's part, I mean, how old are these guys? Are I mean, they're, they're, pushing 70. Yeah, he might be starting to slip his gears a little bit. I don't know. But th- th- that whole thing is up on YouTube because I didn't get to witness that one in person. I think that was happening when, like, Tuck was playing or oh, some right. shit. Oh, shit. I can't wait to watch that now. Yeah, so that's on YouTube. I already watched that one, and yeah, that was odd. Well, and while Gene is sitting there going, hmm, Kiss Family Feud <laughs> home game. <laughs> And uh, the last odd thing that they did that I also didn't get to witness that I probably could have, I just forgot. Bedtime, bedtime stories with Paul Stanley. Oh, yes. This was a thing. Okay. A- apparently, it started with they watched the Family Guy Kiss special on the big screen for some random reason. And then Paul read two quote-unquote children's books for the cruisers. And it was the, for the pajama party night. But these books were like, Susie has a hairy beaver. And it was all full of innuendos with like the kids' drawings. And it was like this girl that had a pet beaver that was just extremely hairy. And she took it to the beach, and everyone was shocked to see her. uh, Hairy beaver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Blah, blah, blah. And then. That sounds terrible. And then the the second book was uh, a squirrel named Dee's. And his big nuts. Oh, God <laughs> so damn it. So it was a big D's nuts joke. Uh, 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 <laughs> so you, know, you still haven't sold me on going on this cruise. But I'm glad you went. It sounds like you had a great time. I honestly did. Good. It, it was fun. And it just the obscurity of some of those moments uh, definitely left an impression. <laughs> particularly the, the, the D's nuts Paul Stanley story. <laughs> Yeah, I just wish I had witnessed that one in person. I hope that's on YouTube. It is. That's how I was able to catch it. Paul and, uh, Stanley dropping a D's nuts joke has got to be pretty funny. <laughs> I'm and, sure it is. And, and I guess as a nice wrap up, um, 
the uh, other guy that kind of has some performances was uh, Craig Gass. And Craig, I, he's been, I've laughed at some of his stuff, but I've also watched like his regular stand-up, and it's not really that great. But his stand-up on the cruise was all Kiss-centric. He That's was telling all Kiss jokes. And it was genuinely good. And the one joke he gave that just absolutely murdered the audience, and I'm sure it's up on YouTube. I'm not giving it the total, like, credit and do that it deserves but he was given everyone kind of a little joke moment and he led up to tommy which is a totally true story he's explaining how tommy's a new father he found out he had this daughter from all these years ago and he goes you know but imagine you know how it feels for the girl you know getting that paternity test getting your dna test back and being like well we found your father and you know he's actually the lead guitarist in kiss but your mom is Vinnie Vincent. <laughs> and the entire crowd just went nuts. It was the hardest I had heard that crowd laugh ever. <laughs> well, the joke really is, how would you feel if you were Tommy Thayer's wife? And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> you're, you're saying teenage. That, I mean, you know, that's not that long ago. No, it's not. And it's like, what are you, wait, what are you doing? <laughs> and the answer is, um, fucking. I'm in Kiss. <laughs> I'm in Kiss, man. I'm the, you know. Shock but, me. Hey, shock hey, you. You, you, know what, yeah. you, know what, you know what shock me was? It was shock when she was like, oh, you're not really Ace, really? <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, let's go ahead and dig on into our Spotify playlist and figure out what the hell we've been listening to. What you listening to, son? I don't think you like it. Well, why not? I like this new generation of music. Where did you record this? I bought it at the mall. What that person on your tape has is a medical disorder. All right, Cap, what the hell have you been listening to? A band that I don't normally listen to on the regular, uh, Monster Magnets, but they put out a record uh, not too long ago, a covers record of songs from like obscure 70s hard rock bands that Mr. Eddie Ford of Self Made Monsters turned me on to, and it's pretty fucking cool they do uh songs from hawkwind jerusalem uh, bands like jerusalem uh pentagram stuff that sounds like black sabbath but not black sabbath kind of stuff and it kind of has that you know that that fuzzy guitar uh you know 70s hard rock style even on the monster magnet versions of these songs and it kind of put me on a rabbit hole of checking out you know some of the songs and artists that they're covering like dust or uh, what was another one on here? The Cavemen and uh, things like that. So for fans of just obscure 70s hard rock that's in that vein, definitely check out this uh, Monster Magnet record. And if you like Monster Magnet, I'm sure you'll fucking love it just as much too. So a better dystopia. I'll, I'll need to check it back out because it, I gave Monster Magnet a shot a handful of years ago and it just it didn't click. I just know... Yeah, before this, I just knew like Space Lord, Mother, Mother, or whatever. And it's like, and I gave it a shot because the other podcast that we kind of based the our show off of, Tell Them Steve Dave, uh, they're big fans of Monster Magnet. Mm-hmm. They've even gotten Dave on the show to, you know, talk Kiss and, you know, podcasting and everything else. So it's like, even Dave is a big Kiss fan. So it's like, I tried giving it a shot, going like, well, my, the, the people I like listen to these guys, and he's a Kiss fan. I'll give it another shot. And no. you know where that guy comes from, right? Where? He was the lead singer in a band called Shrapnel. Okay. And Shrapnel was at the very tail end of the 70s punk rock thing. The lead guitar player in Shrapnel was Daniel Ray. 
Oh shit! Okay, they, they are very. They were very closely aligned with like the Ramones and yeah. that sort of scene. Interesting. Yeah. So, that's well, Russ, where, you know, that's where that guy comes from. What you been listening to, man? Oh, you know, uh, different stuff. Um, I don't know what I should cop to and what I shouldn't. <laughs> um, I've had this bad habit over the last year of going out riding at night in the middle of the night, mm-hmm. usually on a Sunday night, and I'll just kind of pick a direction and start riding around and so i made these playlists to listen to when i'm riding yeah and one of them of course is cleverly titled riding (laughs) and uh just just you know kind of sedate stuff but um i came across a cover of moonlight mile by the uh, cowboy junkies which kind of surprised me cowboy junkies i think most people are familiar with their cover of sweet jane Mm. And that's really, you know, but I don't know much about this band, but hey, I was just like kind of. But Moonlight Mile, the Rolling Stones yeah, song, right? But yeah, but the way they do it, it's really cool. They use this kind of fuzzed out wah on it. And Ooh. really, really been, you know, got off on that. Sure. Uh, but, and then, of course, the Stones came through town recently, and I went down into a, another Stones thing. Mm-hmm. And um, really got off on this song called Winter that's on uh, Goat's Head Soup and I'm like man that's a fucking great song I mean, it's, a- it's always cool to dig out stuff like like these deep cuts that you don't even know that, or you know might not be aware existed mm-hmm. or you've just overlooked it's like I've listened to Goat's Head Soup a, a hundred times over you know however many years or whatever but, such an underrated Stones record too you know there's some good shit on that um, but my big thing over the last year or so since I guess I can I can expand it since I'm not a regular on this show exactly a band that I missed out. And the phone's just like, guess what? What in the hell is that playing? I think it's your phone playing some music what there, buddy. What the hell's buddy. going on? I think that's your phone. <laughs> that's not my Is it my phone? Totally. <laughs> oh, it's playing Planet Caravan. Oh, I pulled open. Okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> well, then what is so, that? But the, yeah, I was like, I thought I was looking at Cap like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? Turn your phone off. <laughs> <laughs> it would be my, my phone. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so, you know, the band that I, I, I can't believe I missed the boat on and somehow, I, I don't know how this skipped me when I was a kid, because if I had found this band when I was 14, they probably have become my favorite band. And they're kind of creeping up in that stratosphere anyway. And that's the band UFO. Dude. Really? And particularly, but, you know, of course, I got to be particular. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's the Michael Schenker years. Of course. And, you know, and the weird thing is, I was like, well, what, what did, I was like, well, let's listen to UFO after Michael Schenker left. And it's kind of like, eh. It's all right. And then I was like, well, then maybe Michael Schenker took it with him. And I listened to Michael Schenker group and it's like, no. It's like more scorpions. And it's like, that. it's, it's like, it was that, it was that weird combustion that worked with that group. Mm-hmm. And those five albums, six albums, whatever they are, is they're all fucking great front to back. And, and I'm like, I can't believe I, how did I miss this? And that live album. How al- did I not know this was out there? And that live know? album too, is like one of the few yeah, lives, the live albums that's truly live yeah, too. Fuck yeah. ups and all. Yeah. It's a, it, I, I, you know, but, and it's like, I, I'll, I'll kind of sway from one record to the next. And I like the first two UFO records, which is kind of a different thing, but it's not that different really. But I, I you know, it's before, Shinker was in the group, but all that stuff with Michael Shinker is, you know, the phenomenon album. Phenomenon so good. Fawcett, do, 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 do. Fawcett, yeah. Fawcett is a great record. That's that was my you know one there for a while. And another Mary and all that, right? Yeah. yeah. 
but all you know, all the way up through obsession, all that stuff, you know. And it's like some of it's just really cheesy and dumb, but it's like, but in a cool Fun. way. It's like they're just like the perfect kind of seventies hard rock band. They're a pub rock band in a they're lot not, of ways. They're not. They're not like you know over the top in the way that like say Van Halen was or whatever. It's like, it's a lot more accessible to me. There's um, a finesse in Michael Shanker's playing too. That, that guy just, is the greatest fucking guitar player, man. You listen to that shit and I'm just like, it's like, it's musical, but you know, it, badass it, at the same so time badass. too. Yeah. You know, and mm. it's like, how did I miss that? No, well, now I haven't missed it. I've caught up with it. So there you that's, go. that's been my, I'll need, my I'll need to check that out. Cause I, every so often I'll be like, huh, I wonder, well, and just never dig into a it. A big kiss nerd. You know, this isn't a hop, skip and a jump away from anything kiss was doing. And honestly, you know, when I first listened to that stuff, it didn't connect that that was a British band. It sounded to me like it would have been like a Southern California kind of thing i can see them english with a german flair with shanker yeah Mm. so you know i've been getting into like it's like uh, uh, 70s hard rock stuff is just stuff i go back and stuff i might have missed nazareth became kind of big for me for a little while i like nazareth but ufo has been my big over the last year it's like I keep coming back to it, keep coming back to it, keep coming back to it. Because mm-hmm. usually I'll go through phases. I don't know how y'all do, but it's like oh, yeah. I'll get stuff and I'll just obsess on that. And it's all I'll listen to until I've had you know, uh, I've had enough. Mm-hmm. And then I won't listen to it again for years. Yep. Because it's like, oh, I'm just. I'll do that with the Ramones. Yeah. I'll get super obsessive with the Ramones right. and then I have to put them down. It's right. like and the Stones for me is yeah. one of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, for me, honestly, what have I been listening to? Kiss and kiss <laughs> and kiss. I've been on a boat with Kiss for the last week. So my mine is a little bit more scattered. Um first off, uh, Super Suckers uh this last Friday actually released an ACDC cover of Overdose. And it's pretty fucking good. I still like, need to get check that out. Like it, it surprised me. I was like, okay. At first I'm not super well versed on ACDC, so just seeing the title Overdose didn't click with me. So like when I clicked it, I was like, oh shit, they've got a new single out. I click it, and it's like that heavy and it kind of riffage and that drumming beat. And I was sitting here, I was like, what the fuck? I said, Super Circus is going down, like ripping off ACDC now for this next record. What the fuck? And then the lyrics kick in. I'm like, oh, it's a cover. Yeah. <laughs> so no, I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, Green Day also released a new song, Holy Toledo nothing like Green Day. It sounds like those fucking uh, Uno, Dos, and Trey records with like 60s doo-wop and hands claps and all this shit. Fan base is gonna hate it. I fucking like it. <laughs> Their rock and roll on that cover wasn't bad at all. It wasn't. And that's the other thing too. It's like, haha, bitches, we win. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, I guess just for the final one, and it's what we're gonna round this episode out with, we've not had an episode since we've released a brand new single. That's yes. right, the fill-ins. We have a fucking new single out. We released it last week or a few weeks ago and we've just not had an episode since then we're doing shit we're trying to do shit and we're releasing it without a fucking label there you go there's a shit talking you motherfucker if you made it this far (laughs) (laughs) but no we release it by ourselves so guys if you like it at the end of this record or at the end of this episode give it a share give it a follow on spotify do all that good shit we've tried we're trying to do some shit it's our second single we recorded three and don't know what we're gonna do with that damn third single yet so enjoy this while it lasts (laughs) Bitches. But no, uh, yeah, that's really all I really got to say. And listen to some biter shit. It's back on Spotify. We talked about that last episode, but fuck it. It needs to be said again. Yes. And again, Russ, thank you so much for joining in and actually providing a good bit of commentary and questions for the Kiss Cruise because it's always... 
it's kind of cool to actually hear what the outside questioning would be because I kind of had a narrative of you know how I wanted kind of get it to flow and we basically stuck to that but you actually did bring up some pretty interesting questions and points and point of views did that you, I wouldn't did have you ever, did, so you met Gene Simmons and got fist bump did, did, did you meet anybody else uh, okay so no I didn't wind up meeting meeting anyone else um, in the artist lounge uh, which is where all crew and oh, musicians are allowed to hang out the artist lounge yes <laughs> fancy uh, there, uh, this is actually a good little wrap up uh, during that uh, Eric Singer was kind of popping in and out and it was just kind of like I kind of just said hey to him I didn't talk talk to him uh, Tommy was never in there Paul was on his 14th deck by himself when Ricky saw him but, I must um, be alone mm-hmm. but Gene Gene would come in there every so often and I remember walking in grabbing a little bit of food and I sat down at a table and I looked beside me there's fucking jeans. I, like, I didn't even notice he was sitting there. He was just blending in. And it's like I sit down How does and he like blend in. Honestly, with the guy everyone, weighs five thousand pounds. No, I mean when he puts on the ball cap and the black, uh, and he's got his little black wig on. He just looks on, like another one of the fat fucking. He does. <laughs> he looks like another one of the crew members. I mean, he really did kind of blend in with right. everyone in there. Right. So it's like my eye didn't immediately gravitate because I was also getting breakfast. And it's like, and I sat down. And I look over and. Just, fucking gene simmons just sitting there and it's like i wasn't gonna talk to him again you know bug him but it's like i was able to grab like that little incognito like pull the phone up snap you know not looking over was and just set himself? it down he was with like two or three other people oh, okay. and uh so it's like i grabbed that and then a few hours later we started getting a little bit of cell service again and um mom was already trying to text me you know how are you doing is it fun you know this that, and the other and i sent her the photo i was like well we have a lunch guest and she was the one that kind of brought me back down to earth because the entire time I was just like, oh, yeah, this is so cool. You know, oh, yeah, I already saw Gene. You know, oh, well, I saw Eric a little earlier. And, you know, oh, and there's Craig Gass. You know, just kind of like seeing them as peers and just rocking it, rolling it, not acting like a goober. Mom replies back, wow, honey, that's amazing. I bet you would have never thought when you were eight years old seeing them on TV for the first time you'd be having lunch with Gene. And I was mm-hmm. just like. Fuck, <laughs> and that was the moment that it's like it, I kind of fell back to earth for a second. Really took stock and looked around and went, "God damn, this is amazing." Yeah. <laughs> so, so that was my other little moment. But no, I never got to meet Paul. Kind of said hey to Eric. Um, didn't really see Tommy. But well, yeah, let me ask one other question. Yeah, was was Sophie Simmons there? I was hoping, but no, she was not. That's a because shame. Because if I was... To- <laughs> <laughs> We're going to end it there. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. You guys have a good one. Thank you very much. Wait, I have an intro. So- I have an intro. Sophie. Wait, wait, wait. Great ass! <laughs> <laughs>
you for listening. Please insert another coin by supporting the show for as little as a dollar a month at patreon.com slash somethinggoodnetwork.